All right, welcome to the Fat Boy Fadeaway. A little short video uh, here on the Variety Sports Network, kind of like we did last week, talking about pitchers, top top pitchers of uh, the generation past. We talked about Kershaw. We talked about Verlander. We talked about Scherzer, the main guys. This this week, Tyler, we kind of wanted to uh, talk about hitters this week. So thankfully, Variety Sports Network allows us to do this. We want to be able to give out short little videos like this week to week. Because Tyler's having trouble with the lighting there. It looks like the sunshine. Get the glasses, the eye black ready here, folks. Little baseball talk here uh, on a Thursday night. Uh, Tyler, I'm excited to talk hitters here because I put a little time into this. Uh, I really thought about my top ten a little bit. I had struggled with some of it a little bit. So I think what would I want to what we're gonna do here is we're gonna talk our top ten hitters. Maybe talk about some of the guys we left off that ooh, we got a short change, possibly some what ifs and then guys going forward here. So hope you get, kind of give you a little entertainment here for about 20 minutes or so here. So, uh, like I said, brought to you here by the Variety Sports Network. Look for us on Sundays as well on the Fat Boy Fadeaway Sports Podcast. Um, Tyler, let's get right into it here. All right. Top 10 hitters since 2010. That kind of like, oh, Pujols right away. No, no he was more dominant than the years before that all right so with that said let's start with 10 through 7 where do you got with your uh, number 10 here for 10 i got posey um his numbers might be a bit lower than some guys i left off just i'm a giants fan he was always clutch he was always there he had the mvp season he did his he was just magnificent a good hitter he won a four catches ever to win a batting title he has an mvp in 2012, three World Series rings. I got Posey at 10. Um, number nine, I have an Oakland Athletic. I have Josh Donaldson. He, like, not a big name, but he had an MVP season. He went to Toronto and tore it up for two years. He's had a little bit of some bad luck lately as far as, like, negative publicity. But he's had some good – he was he, he got into the 2010s, I think, in 2013. Yeah. Was his first year. See, that's what I got to push back on him right away. I, I definitely don't have him in the top 10 at all, at all. But continue, continue. Let's, let's get to at least okay. seven. I have, I have Donaldson at nine. And then at eight, I have Adrian Beltre. All right. So eight, you got Adrian Beltre. Uh, here's my top 10. A little different here, actually quite a bit different. I got Posey 10. That is the same right away. I got Mookie Betts nine. Um, he was just too dominant in 2014 all the way through those six years. So I got him as, nine, as number nine. And then number oh, eight, where I, have, what? I have Mookie, Mookie Betts nine, and then I got Stanton at uh, number eight. So those are the guys I have. Those are my those are my top hitters from ten, nine, eight. If we move down to seven, six, five, now I got Harper at seven, Freeman at six, Goldschmidt at five. Those are my middle guys as I have as the best hitters in the decade. Decade. Let's see who you have. I got uh, Nelson Cruz. Freddie Freeman, and then Goldsmith. See, Cruz was a tricky one for me. I always thought, like, he's top 10, but, like, he had the top 10 numbers, but he, to me, he's not a guy I would take out over those guys in top 10 in a heartbeat. So that that was the reason I had I mean, what are we, are we taking guys who you, yeah. like? Guys I want with the numbers. Those are the top 10 hitters I feel. But the numbers on that side, I mean, look at the numbers. I want more average. I want a little bit more of the other. I want a little bit more of the other things. Cruz also has the – the steroid thing that gets a little right. bit a little smaller the rug. Okay, let's see if any of you got. All right. All right. So let's. So who do you have a seven six five? You, who did you I had Cruz, uh, 
Freeman or Goldsmith Freeman. I have Freeman ahead of Goldsmith. We switched those two. That could be to me. That was it. it just kind of whatever. Like you felt like there. I just remember Goldsmith dominating Bumgarner more than anybody else on it. Now it's Lincecumi. Or Lincecumi dominated at that time when Lincecum was unhittable. Uh, so Goldsmith definitely is right in there at the top five, especially with Freeman. I just feel like they can just kind of more style at that point. Freeman has the MVP um, in the earlier in the decade. All right, let's go to the top four here. This is where it'd be interesting a little bit where you have here. Um, let's start with you. Who do you got for number four and three? Let's go there. Uh, four and three, I have Altuve and Votto. Okay, so I have the same guys. I put Votto at four. I put Altuve at three. But again, I, I kind of feel the same way with Goldschmidt and Freeman. You're not going to kill me if you're going to tell me I got to put if I'm putting Votto three and Altuve four. The numbers I think lean toward Votto a little bit because if you look at his MVPs, you look at his seven times he led the league in on base percentage it, and it like was, his average it, home runs. It, to me, it's just there's something you know I like. Altuve brought something different to the game. I liked at certain times. I mean, you brought up cheating. What's more cheating than don't touch me? There is that. brought up cheating. There is the microphone controversy. I do like Votto, though, so you could kill me on that one. A lot of people could probably kill me on that one. I'm going to kind of just make it a little controversial here. I'll keep it on two at three, though, and you'll have Votto at four. All right, let's go with two and one. Votto was was on base 43% of the time the whole decade, and he fell off a little bit in 2019. I think it's for Altuve. It's it's just like if – I guess you remember the bigger moments more than anything else. And, like, I always felt like even when he was younger in his career – I mean, he just was a pain in the you-know-what. He was always on base. He was stealing way more than you would have thought before. You know, he's 56, 38 stolen bases, 30, many. That's not hitting. 200, 200 hits multiple times, four times he led the leagues in, led the league in hitting uh, with most hits in the league. So I'm just saying he is comparable in some areas. He, he does, did develop. They both have an MVP. They both have an MVP. All right, let's get to the big boys here. Two and one. Who do you got? I got Kraut, two. Cabrera's seven-year span just unmatched. I have Cabrera one. He was he could hit homers to right center like it was nothing. I just think Cabrera was the better hitter in their peeps. Trout's the better baseball player. Cabrera's the better hitter. See, I kind of took it more literal. So I looked at 2010, and I went from there on. And I said, okay, Cabrera. Trout didn't even play in 2010. And I looked at their numbers overall. I, I thought it was close. I said, okay, well, because Cabrera is, like you said, his first three to four years of that decade are just – Stupid. The has, well, the first four, though, are just from 2010 to 2014 in particular. They're just ridiculous. He had the triple crown, obviously. And then multiple times he led the league in RBIs. So, I mean, he was just unbelievable. Let's see, with 2010, he had 126 RBIs. 2012, 139. So, and then a couple of years, he led the league in doubles at the same time, 52 48. He was just a hitting machine, batted three. He led the league in hitting average. Four times, and he's not even a fast runner. Like you could even, you know what I mean? He's not even speed. Yeah, so that, so can I, I, I say he had a seven-year span of three thirty, four fourteen, five eighty-two, and a nine ninety-six OPS. So Ch- Trout has the three thirty-eight home runs, the eight seventy-four. He has he has a little bit more in those little categories, right? Those little little statisticals. But I'm with you. I think Cabrera is the better hitter. I just kind of want to defend Trout a little bit as the number one spot. Oh, you don't have to defend him. Trout well, has the- ha- you could make the argument there. He also has 204, you know, 209 stolen bases, almost 1,000 walks in that span, obviously batting over 300. Kind of pick your poison with both those guys. Trout, to me, though, like 
that's the thing, Tyler, when we come to these top 10 hitter lists, like everybody has these lists that they make. Like we see people do it for all multiple sports here and there. To me, what it ultimately comes down to is who do you prefer hitting? Like me and you right there, we had Altuve and Votto. Some people be like, Votto, are you kidding me? Votto had this, this, and this. Well, if I, there's just something you have in their, your mind too. Watch these guys hit. Like him going against Chapman at 102 miles per hour, type of things as Tyler's coffee here. We got that going on here. So those are the reasons I have Altuve in that order a little bit higher. But I feel like it comes to a little bit more what you prefer in that thing. Anything you saw with my top ten, you didn't have Stan on there. No, I, you said you liked Avery. He hit two fifty for. Uh, I just him is, like when he was up, he's a monster. I'm just thinking, he to me he was top ten. He's a, no, I, he felt like a strikeout whenever you needed a big moment. I can't remember any. You said, oh, I like moment. Like, there were no big moments with him. No, he just played. I, I Every played. time he played, it was, he played in Florida where he never won anything. He had that unreal year. He made AT&T look small. He hit the ball harder than anybody I've ever seen, maybe, other than Bonds. So, I'm not like, he just, as a pure hitter, I never thought he could get a hit, like, unless it was a home run. Any good pitcher, I was like, oh, he's going to strike out. Uh, to me, you're crazy on that. To me, he's he is definitely a top ten hitter. Uh, just regard his power alone, legitimately. Makes it. I'm curious. All right, let's go into who we didn't have here, quickly here. Uh, who did you kind of leave off that you were like it was real close? Anybody? Harper. Harper is someone I was looking for a spot to put on. But... Yeah, you didn't have. I had Harper seven. He two time MVP. He's the only guy that won two MVPs in the decade. Did he win them both in the ten? Yeah, I should have Harper on there. That was the guy who I was like. I was finding a spot, but I looked at his number. He was hurt a little bit, and I just See, that's why I couldn't put Cruz over him. Like I couldn't like no. you saw Cruz and that like. See, that Donaldson was... was the guy who Posey. I put on. Did you have Posey on yours? Ten, but Donaldson was too late for me. Yeah, it, I mean, my... I don't doubt you. I mean, I, I don't. It is what it is. You, I... But his five-year run from his rookie year to those no. couple years in Toronto were pretty good. It definitely was, and then he bounced back even that other year there with the uh, – was it the Twins? He had the, the bounce back. Twin, Braves, yeah, Braves, yes, Braves. All right, so here's a couple guys. Arenado, I had at 11. So he was the guy that was next to me on the list. His numbers were – I know he played in Colorado, but his, he, other than the year he was hurt, he's had legitimate years. Ryan Braun was on the list. Braun was on my – He was 12. But, yeah. Fielder, just not, didn't play quite enough. He would have been there probably. Cano was on my list. Cruz – was on there, Batista, Rizzo, Abreu. They were kind of my main next guys on that list. Donaldson was also there as well. Also want to shout out Justin Turner as well. I think he is in the top 20, at least, of that list over the last decade here, believe it or not. You wouldn't you would think it. His numbers are actually right up there with some of the guys over the list. Um, anybody that we're maybe forgetting here that you uh, – that we really, uh, I'm going to mention some forgotten guys, but anybody else that's in the top like Yeah, Adrian Gonzalez. Just his years in San Diego were pretty spectacular. He went to Boston, flamed out. Um, yeah, I don't know when he went to Boston. What year that it was, was? A little early for me. It day. was a little early. Um, Matt Holiday had a good decade, or first yeah. half of the decade. Uh, Matt Carpenter had some unreal years with the Cardinals. Was he? He doesn't deserve to be on this list. Uh, no, he's he's in the top twenty-five though. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Bro, uh, Rendon had some years. Yellis. Um, yeah, yeah. Those are good shout-outs right there. Um, you mentioned somebody first of all right away. That oh, Holiday. Yeah, most of his damage I felt like I looked at it. I had him on, but oh four to oh ten was where he just did, he just did most of his monster damage. I felt like he was still a solid hitter in the tens. Yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna put him in the top twenty five. But you're right, he does deserve a shout. 
didn't make the Hall of Fame ring there in St. Louis as well. There. Uh, all right. So let's. Oh, another on. guy is Edwin Encarnacion and Jose Batista. And they had some great years. And Encarnacion was the guy I was going to mention. We, you know, he was on the. He just kind of like. Got, you forget about these guys that get started late. You know, like Encarcion, he got started. He, he was with the Reds early, but he really picked up his power late in his career. Then went to the Indians, I believe, at that point, mm-hmm. right? And then went to the Blue Jays and still continued his power search. All right. Some forget, uh, you mentioned some forgotten guys. I'm going to mention a, a couple more. I had Encarcion on the list. I have, uh, when I say forgotten, this doesn't mean they're like top fit. Just guys I think were quality hitters that I just think were forgotten hitters in this era. Phillips, Brandon Phillips, I feel is on that. I feel like Matt Kemp is in that list as well. Matt Kemp, somebody you forget about because of his injury history and just he had some monster years there. Uh, yep. Granderson, I feel, is also left off that list. Curtis Granderson, if you look at his his MLB reference numbers and you look at where he stood statistically with a lot of the players and like runs and like odd base percentage, he was right there. He had a, and he hit a ton of home runs. You forget about how many home runs he actually hit. He had like three seasons, I think, with almost forty home runs. So that, yeah, you forget that, that right center short court to New York Yankee Stadium is this. Yeah, but a lot of that he put up with the Tigers too. You know what I mean? No, not when he was hitting forty jacks. No, but then he and then he played with the Mets a little bit there. He had, he had some good numbers there. The Yankees weren't where he put up most of his numbers though. No, he did a lot of the damage with the Tigers there. No, uh, most of it was with the Yankees. Really? Oh, yeah, the numbers? Think, uh, Absolutely. No, he had some. I think we gotta look at that. I'm gonna look it up as we we'll look it up. All right. So uh, Hamilton was the other one. I felt like he could have been kind of there at the beginning of the decade. All right, what ifs? Guys that I think, uh, guys I feel like uh, if they could have stayed healthy possibly, they could be on this list. They would have been on this list. The guy I really liked from the 2010s was Jacoby Ellsbury. He had a, he had two seasons back-to-back in season two and three where he had 70 stolen bases and then 52, I believe, something like that, 52, 56. Um, he was right there with it. Uh, I thought he could have. I thought he was going to have a better career. I thought he was going to be one of those hitters that – I, don't know, I just thought he was a game changer, but he just couldn't stay healthy. Pedroia, I thought he was going to be one of those guys maybe on the list. He was just a little bit of a late starter, couldn't stay healthy as well. Still had quality seasons. Won an MVP. Just couldn't be on it. And then to me, he's still playing right now, but he to me he's a what-if of the decade too is Chris Bryant with his injuries as well. Um, that's the big issue with him. Uh, we already kind of mentioned Ryan Braun as well. Ryan Braun also kind of on that list uh, as a guy that can kind of be a what-if. <laughs> because of the Roy thing, it felt like he kind of got quickly escorted out of the league there a little bit with that kind of stuff. So uh, those are some of the what us. Anybody that kind of came to your mind there as you were going? Yeah, you mentioned Braun. I feel like his counterpart, who's the guy still in the league, is Andrew McCutcheon. Yeah, like he was. Can't forget him. MVP dynamite, and then he just sort of went to fell off the last year on the Pirates with the Giants, didn't recover, and now he's just bouncing around. He's on the Brewers now, doing all right, but. He's just not the same player as he was when he was an MVP candidate for like no, three he years was, in a row. No, he was a great player. Uh, do I? Did I say Rizzo too? Rizzo. Yeah, you mentioned I, Rizzo. Okay, I wanted to make sure I said Rizzo as well. Um, all right. Well, you're right. With the Yankees, you'll see. With the Yankees, he had a few 40s. With the Tigers, Granderson. One thirty home runs. With Granderson, he went 23, 22, 30. So that's still pretty good there. And he had a 19 before that. With the Yankees, he went. 24-48. So, yeah, he had a few more things for sure there. But the Mets is where he really kind of continued his uh, longevity there with his home run stretch. Um, yeah, he, really, he was kind of an interesting player for sure. He kind of started out a lo- like a little bit as a guy that looked like he was just going to be a slasher, turned into a bomber. All right, 
And he hit for such a low average, and he had speed. Like, he was supposed to be like a 2020 guy, and then he just turned into like this home run guy. He would have monster years where you would be like, oh, he's one of the best. And then he would kind of regress kind of to the mean a little bit more. Uh, all right. We kind of talked about the best players, of the uh, best hitters of the decade. I feel like the only guy I kind of want to shout out a little bit, a couple guys I want to shout out a little bit more is just unreal hitters. We kind of kind of debated about where they would be is Votto, Goldschmidt, and Freeman. I mean, these guys are three of like the best hitters, like just pure baseball hitters. Like they maybe not the fastest guys in the world, but like they understand the strike zone. They understand hitting the opposite fields. They understand like they just to me they're just like three of the purest baseball hitters on this list. They're all first base guys. They're not just all pure power. They're not the Prince Fielders of the world. No, they're awesome. And I Bets, to me, you didn't have bets on the list, too. Maybe you'll have them as the next generation here. Boston he's still playing. But, all right, let's get into the next year. Let's finish the podcast here, this little thing. Thank you, Variety Sports Network, uh, for uh, for letting us, allowing us to do this here tonight. We're proud to be here live. Uh, Tyler, our second time doing this. Excited. Um, all right. Guys going forward. Guys we think that could be the next generation of best hitters here. I have a list of like 500. I'm going to try to get it down to a few here. Uh, be realistic. Can you give me a few to start? I'll check them off. Or what do you got? What was the question again? I couldn't hear. Like some guys that you think going forward are going to be on this list. They, they don't have to be no neighbors and no one. I, I got no, I'll, 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 okay, I'll Soto. I'll go one Soto. I think one Soto will be on this list in 2010 to 2020. Yeah, exactly. I got Soto. I got Tatis Jr. Akuna. I got Akuna Jr. I got Judge. I got Jose Ramirez. Otani, Rodriguez, Alonzo, Lindor. I think Trey Turner will probably belong on that list. My favorite hitter in the whole entire league in terms of just, I think he's going to be unreal, kind of in that Goldschmidt, Votto areas, Alvarez. I'm not sold on Riley quite yet, but he's obviously putting up the numbers to be a step. Oh, I love Riley. Uh, we got Devers. I got on there. Buxton maybe in there. We talked about Wander as possibly getting on that list. I haven't seen enough. You know, too late of a start. And then I think he, he's having a down year from last year, but Bo Bichette, I think he could bounce back and get on that list as well. Um, and I mean, anybody else that comes to your mind, I need a lot there, but I think those are some of the good best hitters. Uh, There's always a few that will show up uh, late yeah, as well. You did a good job being the guys for the future. Um, no, I can't really think of anybody. I'm going to name a head. guy that we forgot, though. I, I, had a, I have a ton. Of, I have a big list. Here. A couple guys I want to mention that we forgot on that list. J.D. Martinez, he definitely belongs in there. Maybe you did mention him like that. Chris Davis from the Orioles, he had a couple monster years in the 2007. He was messing. I mean, no, it's I'm just saying, if you look yeah. at his numbers in that era, he he's not he's one of the better hitters in that thing. I'm just saying, when I look at it, he had a couple 50 home run seasons, had a couple on base percentage. Again, regressed to the mean, but you're saying that with Donaldson at the end of the era. So if we're talking about the beginning of the era, beginning of the decade. Chris Davis was just to get it at the, at the beginning of the decade in some regards. Uh, and then, but the fall-off was a lot more severe. Yeah, I didn't say he was better. I'm just mentioning him in this kind of – I mean, you brought up bets. He got an even later start than Donald. Yeah, 2014. Like, so six years. Yeah. In the, six years. It's pretty good baseball. Uh, and won an MVP. I also got my last guy I wanted to mention that we maybe forgot here uh, with Machado, who's also still playing. Machado had some <laughs> damn good numbers, and he played quite a bit of, bit of that decade. So he could easily be on that, maybe not top ten, but he falls shortly below that in some of his regards and in terms of just pure numbers, uh, looking at him as well. So, um, Tyler, excited to do this again, another live episode. We're going to probably do this again next week. We're going to do uh, gold gloves, though, or basically our best defenders. Club. Guys, we think we're going to the best defenders. 
uh, each position draft. Um, and we're gonna so we'll basically talk about some of the guys we think were the best defenders in Major League Baseball. Uh, we'll do that next week. Um, this was fun talking about hitters. Anything you want to add before we get out of here? We're gonna kind of do something with baseball every week or some little topic like this. Season ends, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and stay tuned. Thank you, Variety Network. I appreciate the live feed. Not uh, not baseball related, but we are going to be doing a Sunday podcast this week on the Variety Sports Network. Uh, Tyler won't be able to join us. He's going to be a uh, special vacation uh, there. So uh, he'll be out doing an assignment. Uh, so I'll be doing it with uh, – I think Jimmy's going to be hosting it. Uh, we're going to be doing talking a little preview of the NFL. And then we'll be doing that every Sunday night uh, right after the Sunday night games. So look forward, look forward to that live on Variety Sports Network uh, going forward here on Sunday night. So happy to be a part of that. Tyler, as he's almost dying here, good way to get out of here with the banners. We'll get out. <laughs> Gentlemen, Tyler, thanks for doing the podcast with us here tonight. Right, uh, again, look for us this Sunday, Fat Boy Fade Away. Um, we'll be there. Take it easy, T. Peace. Good night.